Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Good morning, everyone! Welcome to Word of Life Point Dexter! Oh man, I tell you what, I'm excited for round two. They, they told me, first service, we had like 300 and what, what was it? 372 people. Which, that just means to me, God's already working miracles here, because I have no idea how we fit 372 people uh, in this assembly, but we're so honored to have you here with us, and we're so thankful for what God is doing right here in the heart of Jackson, Mississippi. Um, we love you. We're so honored to have you here with us. Uh, raise your hand just real quick if you were here for service number one. I just want to say, okay, we've got some. Most of you are new, though. This is awesome. This is awesome. Well, we're so thankful to have you. In case you're brand new, let me just introduce myself. My name is Joel. I'm the lead teaching pastor across all of our Word of Life Church campuses. Um, and I just want to say welcome. If this is your first time to any of our campuses, make sure when you leave, you let us know that you're here. And you get your free gift. You can get it out at the visitor center uh, that's out there. You'll see the tent area. Just tell them it's your first time here, and they will give you a free gift. And we would certainly love to welcome you. Uh, This is honestly a dream come true for me. (laughs) Truly. Truly, truly, a dream come true for me. And I'm just so thankful to have you on this journey with us. Um, I believe God's about to do something wonderful in our city. I believe God's about to do something wonderful in this area. I believe that when uh, we see situations that seem impossible, that's a great opportunity for God to show up. How many of you know God specializes in the impossible? He's very good at it. Very good at it. Um, And I just am, am thrilled about what God is doing here. Um, this is our first Sunday here at this facility. It's been uh, uh, several, about a year and a half in progress of being constructed. Uh, but I just want to give honor where honor is due real quick. Uh, somebody that I left out of first service that I, I don't know if they were here for first service, but if not, we definitely need to give them a tour. But we have a designer that I use for absolutely everything. Um, in phase one, if you've ever been to Lakeland Drive, we built it in two phases, phase one, phase two. In phase one, uh, we built what the Lord needed. In phase two, we built what the Lord wanted. And uh, out of that, uh, when we built that, I made a decision to find somebody who um, was just a great designer. And I found them by looking at buildings that I liked in Jackson, that I liked the design of, and found they all had one thing in common. It was this woman. And since then, we've used her for everything. And so she came and designed all of this pattern and the restoration of the woodwork and the restoration of like all these kinds of things. So can we give it up for just our designer? Her name's Katie Jo. And so we're thankful for that. But we had so many staff who came and helped this project, so many C team members. Um, If you're not familiar with what a C team member is, uh, we have four campuses now. And so a C team member is somebody who leaves one of the existing campuses to come start a new campus. Uh, And I think we had, what, 156? How many C team members? 
Yeah, 150, yeah. So I believe around 150, 156 seed members who came from other campuses to say, this will be my church. This is where we will worship. We will plant something right here in the heart of Jackson. Uh, And I am fired up to have you here with us. So we celebrate our CT members and we thank you for your service here. Fun fact, I told this to first service. I got a buddy of mine. Um, his family owns all the club memberships, uh, you know, the club stations, you know, around here, the gyms. And uh, anyway, he's a friend of mine and, <laughs> and they go to the church. And so out of that, they've got like gyms in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas, Florida, that kind of thing. And I'm like, how do you know where to put a gym? Like, what, what do you, what, how do you know? Like, where should we put a gym? He's like, well, we have the software and we plug in potential addresses of where gyms could be. And out of that, it tells us if it meets the criteria. And so literally, they just put in the addresses, and this thing searches demographics, uh, salary ranges, you know, everything, until if it checks a certain amount of boxes, it says this will get, be a good location. Sees if there's other gyms in the area, how well are they doing, crazy software. Anyway, so I'm like, hmm, that's interesting. I'm like, could you plug in our campuses and just pull me a report off of the demographics and things like that that are in the area? And he's like, yeah, give me 30 minutes. Just shoot me over the addresses. So I sent him the addresses and he prints off this thing. This is like, there's much useful information in these things, but here's the one I found most interesting. Now we've got campuses on Lakeland Drive, Highland Colony, Fondren, now Poindexter. So our other campuses are like in Fondren, Highland Colony, Lakeland Drive, people would consider to be like, you know, high dense areas, areas where a lot of people are moving, lots of life, that kind of thing. But did you know that there are more people within five miles of this campus than any of our other campuses? Literally more people. The harvest is plenteous, the laborers are few, and I'm telling you, God's doing something amazing right here in Jackson. He's doing something amazing in and through this church, in and through you. And so I want to say thank you to all of our C-team members who made this possible. And all all the people who have come in and painted and taken out trash and and came in and just remodeled and and worked with us through this process. It's it's truly been wonderful uh, to see your heart serve and to see your heart add uh, value to God's kingdom. And we just celebrate you, we honor you, and this wouldn't be here without you, and so we just give you thanks. Um, I I also want to say, in case you're brand new here, uh, Word of Life Church is not Joel Sims Ministries. Uh, I am a part of Word of Life Church, but I am not Word of Life Church. I am not a brand. I am not a celebrity. I am not trying to get my name out there more. I'm trying to be faithful to what God has called me to do. And one of the things that God has called me to do is to raise up churches and pastors and for us to work together to establish God's kingdom um, in a city and honestly in a world. And we have some of the finest people on the planet planet as our campus pastors here at our Poindexter location. Robert and Kim Barry, could you come up here? I know we did it first service, but join me please. These two, yes, let's celebrate. These two individuals truly are salt in the earth. 
Um, they are people who love the Lord Jesus. Um, they love people. They love the call of God. Um, they follow the voice of the Lord. We came in here to pray on Wednesday just as a staff, you know, to kind of dedicate the service and dedicate the facility. And man, just the whole time in prayer, I could just sense how we were not praying anew, that they have spent so much time praying in this place and speaking life over this area. And I just honor you, I celebrate you, and I give God thanks for the gift he has given us in you, given me in you, given this facility in you, given this community in you, given our church in you. And I just know that like the best is yet to come for you all. And uh, we own other properties in this area, but these will not be the last. Uh, And I'm just so thankful for your stewardship. And as campus pastors, um, you know, they build their teams. They, they're the leaders, and I, you know, help them as much as I can. And, you know, I've done this for 20 years now, so can speak into certain things and help make decisions. But um, as leaders, we honor them, and we give them um, our, our heart. We want to be Aaron and hers to them. And this campus will be a little bit different in that we have a screen that you saw drop down. So we can video in anytime we want. And then, of course, I can come here live too. Uh, But then um, what we plan on doing here, particularly at this campus, is at the start of any new series, all the churches will come together for that. And then Pastor Robert and Kim will pick up and teach here live a lot uh, here as well. And there'll be other communicators because, once again, we're all part of the same body. Uh, that come in too, but I'm just excited about what God is doing here. Um, And we like multiple services as well. So bring your friends, uh, bring your neighbors, bring your community, and uh, let's reach this area for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So we honor you all. Thank you, pastors. Now, next Sunday, we'll only have one service, which will be the 10 o'clock service, and then we'll see how that goes. The next Sunday after that will be Easter. Uh, and so if we see next Sunday, we're, we're putting out chairs again, then we'll go to two for Easter, and we'll find a way to do it. Uh, and, and so out of that, uh, it's a good problem to have, though, when you have to put out chairs. Uh, so quality things. But we're so, so, so thankful. Uh, for you all. And before I go any further, let me just open up in prayer and just come to God and just give him thanks. Father, we give you thanks for what you have done. Uh, There is none like you. We give you our heart. We give you our attention and our affection. Father, you are the God of the impossible. And Father, I just thank you. What a joy it is to serve you. What a joy it is to do your will. What a joy it is to accomplish your plans and purposes. And Father, we just thank you that as we come together and we meet, that you would make your word words of life, that you would open up our hearts to truly see what is possible and enable us to do what only you can do through us. We love you, Lord, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Open up your Bibles with me to the book of Mark. And let's look at Mark chapter 11 and verse number 22. Mark chapter 11, and we'll read verse 22 through 23. 
And Jesus answered, saying unto them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever, 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 how many of you know, I heard one preacher say this, I liked it. He said, whoever means me. Why don't you just say that with me? Say, whoever means me. Yes, it does. Whoever says to this mountain, you don't have to keep repeating after me, but you can if you want to. I kind of liked that. Uh, says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea. Now watch this next part. And this is where people miss it. And does not doubt in his heart but believes what he says is going to happen, it will be granted unto him. For fun and for purpose, let's read that again. Truly, this is Jesus saying this, the head of the church, your Lord, your Savior. He's never lied. He's incapable of lying. Everything that he says is truth and is law. And here's what he says for you. Truly, I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, it will happen for him. It will be granted unto him. It will. Faith is of the heart. Now, years ago, I started uh, prayer journaling. I've got prayer journals now dating back nine years ago. Um, So nine years from 2023. Um, I just started it. And in those prayer journals, I write down in the, fore, the, the front of it, everything I want God to do in that year. And then I, I write down everything I feel like God wants me to do. Um, because I, I don't just want things to come and go and do this. Uh, I want to be a man who's under authority. That when he tells me to go, I go. When he tells me to come, I come. And when he tells me to do this, I do it. And so out of that, I believe that prayer is a dialogue, not just a monologue. So I'm talking to God, and I'm asking God, is there anything you want me to do? And I'll write that down. Now, of course, that's not the only time I pray at the the beginning of the year to write down what those things are. But I'm praying all throughout the year, just kind of keeping tabs, keeping thoughts, keeping goals, and keeping those things before God. So I did something for fun, uh, actually, this morning. I went back to my prayer journal from five years ago. And I'm looking at this prayer journal from five years ago. And um, I'm reading through it at what I was looking for for God to do. And I, I wrote this down in the prayer journal. I'm like, God, in five years, I would like these five things to happen. Now, at this time, for those of you who know Word of Life, the only thing that existed was phase one of Lakeland Drive. That was it. That was it. That was the only thing there. That that total project cost about $11 million. It's the only thing that was there. Set about 900 people. We were doing five services in it. One on Saturday night, four on Sunday. Had an 8.30, a 10 o'clock, an 11.30, and a 1 o'clock. One thing I'm not is lazy. I can promise you that. I'll work uh, and that, that kind of thing. So we were doing that. And I told the Lord in five years, here's what I would like. I'd like to open up the new church, um, which was phase two. At the time, it was under construction. I'd like to open that up. Uh, I would like to see a pop-up church in Jackson, is what I wrote. 
a pop-up church in Jackson, meaning, and we actually did one of these at the Ice House. There's a, a venue called the Ice House here in Jackson. I'm like, I'd like to do like, whenever we want it to have like a church service, but like not have a building, we'll pop up, you know, just pop up a church, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And, and, you know, have church and just have service. But I felt like God was drawing us to do something in Jackson. I didn't know exactly what at the time, um, but, you know, just pop up. Uh, and so I wrote down that. I wrote down, I'd like to expand our missions trips, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And I wrote down some other things. Now, here's my point. At that time, it had not entered my heart. It had not entered my heart. Even the capacity for campuses. It like wasn't five years ago, literally five years ago. It had not entered my heart and shall not doubt in his heart and shall not doubt in his heart. Faith is of the heart. It hadn't even entered my heart, my consciousness, my awareness that even campuses would be something that could happen within five years. Now, if you had asked me, it's like, will you have campuses? Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, over the course of time, like flesh out some other churches and plant some other churches. I know one of the things that's my high calling in Christ Jesus uh, for sure uh, is getting pastors together to evangelize the world, um, like to, to come together and to leverage our resources for missions and ministries to help spread God's kingdom. So I knew there were churches somewhere in there, but honestly, a lot of my thought and awareness would be, God told me years ago, I was at a hotel called The Great American in Cheyenne, Wyoming, my mom got remarried to a pastor, uh, and they took over a church in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and someone from our church gave them a car. That's a good thing. Well, you got to get the car from point A to point B. And so from Jackson all the way to Cheyenne, so I'm like, well, we could ship it, but I'm like, I got to see them anyway. I'll drive it up there. So I'm driving it up there, and I stop at this hotel called the Great American. There was one employee in there, like one employee in there. He checks us in. He did everything. He's like, can I help you with the luggage? Can I park the car? I'm like, bro, rest. We got it. Uh, And so anyway, we check into this hotel, and we're there, and it's me and my brother-in-law. And they actually, I I guess they forgot to clean it or something, uh, because there was like a bottle of champagne. champagne. It hadn't been opened, and roses with like a note of like, congratulations on your anniversary. I'm like, this is weird. Like, this is, it's me and my brother-in-law. Like, did they give us the wrong room? And so he's like, oh, sorry. He's like, that was left over. I'm like, oh, great. So anyway, the guy came and got it. So we're sitting in there, and I didn't want to unpack, because like, we're going to be leaving the next morning. And so I thought, well, I'll just read my Bible that's in the nightstand. And sure enough, the Gideons um, had left a Bible. Thank God for the Gideons. They left a Bible there. So I get out this Bible and I start reading it. And in comes the story of of Samuel um, and the the story of David. And I've always felt connected to that story of Samuel and David. I'm reading it, reading it, reading it, reading it, just multiple chapters. And it gets to the part where Samuel passes away, David's king, he's looking to build a temple, and God tells him no. And he said, your hands have shed too much blood. But I will raise up a man after you, talking about Solomon, who will be a man of peace. A man of peace. And immediately God started to speak to me through Scripture. Now what does it do? It's entering my heart. Now, there are moments, and you know the difference. You know the difference. There are some services, it's like, oh, it's a good service. 
And then there were other services where it's like something tried or did enter your heart. Something came into you. Um, And this is how God's word works. It's like Mark 4. the, The word is like a seed that goes into good ground. The ground is your heart. And I'm reading this, and it gets to the part where David gets in front of Solomon, and he's like, here, you, you know, God is calling you to build a temple. And he tells him, it must be exceedingly magnificent for a glory and a fame throughout all nations. And the Lord speaks to me as I'm reading that. It enters my heart. He's like, when you build phase two, which is phase two of Lakeland Drive, he said, it must be exceedingly magnificent. He told me, when you build it, you build what I want. You don't build what you want. You build what I want. And he he told me, make it nice. And I've got criticized for that. Honestly, people have criticized me for how nice it is. Um, And I'm like, I didn't want to make it that nice. Anyway, backstory. So he told me, make it nice. Make it nice. And he said, here's why. Here's why. You're called by God to teach other churches how to give towards missions. And if this is impressive, it will make an impression. And people are going to want to know how you did it. And you're going to tell them how you did it by giving emissions like you do. Um, because God wants to break o- open that heart of generosity for, for missions. Most churches don't tithe. In fact, most churches don't give anything. And the reason why is in their mind, it's like, well, why would we give anything to any other ministry? It's like, we're doing ministry, so we'll just take all the money and just do ministry. Anyway, uh, so the Lord said, make it impressive. And I had that scripture, and it got in my heart. Well, as soon as it did, when you get a word from God, impossibilities vanish. That scripture built Lakeland Drive. I mean, it built Lakeland Drive. And you walk through Lakeland Drive, it is nice. Almost every week now, I have pastors come in and want a shadow. Like, what do you do? Let's go see it. And they come in and they say, oh. And they want to know how you do it. I'm like, tell me what you're giving to missions. Are, are, you, are you putting missionaries first? Are you putting God's kingdom first? Is God flowing through you? Or are you just trying to get God to flow to you? And it's worked. It's helped a lot of pastors. In fact, in October, we'll hold a big pastor's conference. So instead of me having to do it every weekend, I can do it in one fell swoop with pastors who want to come see what God did. Now, here's my point. So five years ago, one of my goals was like, let's just get that open. Let's get phase two open. And I knew it would be built. I knew it would be easy because of the word that entered my heart. Faith is of the heart. And shall not, Jesus said mountains can move. Impossibilities fade away in God. There is no such thing as impossible with God. Faith in God can change any person or anything, no matter how they may be fettered, Smith Wigglesworth said. Fettered is a fun word to me. But what he's talking about is no matter how, how, no matter how bound something is, faith can change it. Because faith is the tool that taps into the power of God. People want to see the power of God all the time. It doesn't come just because God loves you. You you had people all the time come up in Scripture and be like, Lord, have mercy on us. And he'd stop them and be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not just about my mercy. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Um, And so we've got to be a people of faith. Well, there is no faith without faith getting in our heart. 
I am, you are the literal bride of Christ. Uh, He's the groom. We are the bride. How are things birthed in a bride? Through intimacy with the groom. And through intimacy with the groom, things will get placed in the bride that the bride will carry until it births. Faith is of the heart. You get around God and you fellowship with his spirit, you fellowship with his word, his word and his promises and his dreams and his plans, and it it will go to war for the deep of you. And the whole year, the whole year, this phrase has been resonating in my heart ever since our prayer conference, is there is much contention for the deep of you. There is much contention for the deep of you. God is trying to do something in you. There is much contention for the deep of you. But the enemy, he tries to distract you with everything that he can to get you to pay attention to everything else and everybody else but the word God has spoken to you. Faith is of the heart. If you don't doubt in your heart, mountains can move in your life. So anyway, I didn't see any of this. None of these campuses, all that kind of thing. None of it. You know, let me go forward in the story. Five years from now, at a time when I didn't see any of this, not only is Lakeland Drive built, we have a campus in in, in Ridgeland on Highland Colony. It was given to us. The literal physical value of that is over 12 million given to us. Given to us. Over a thousand people worship there every Sunday. We've got our Fondren campus. It was given to us. We've got this campus. It was given to us. This campus is debt-free. Highland Colony is debt-free. Fondren is debt-free. Lakeland Drive wasn't even open five years ago. It cost $18.9 million. We only owe $5 million on it. It'll be paid off soon in Jesus' name. But this didn't just happen here in Poindexter because a big church came into town. This is happening because there is a big God who's the same yesterday forever. And what he did for a lame man at a pool of Bethesda is the same thing he will do for every single person who makes a decision to live by faith. But faith is of the heart. It's of the heart. And you've got to see it. And I didn't see it five years ago. I'm like, well, when did that change? And I remembered. I was sitting, and once phase two was built over at Lakeland, off that promise, it must be, he said, exceedingly magnificent for a glory and a fame throughout all nations. It must be, it must be, it must be. I held on to that, the Lord built it. Uh, out of that, I'm sitting in my office one day, and I'm out looking at the parking lot, just praying in the spirit. And as I'm looking, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And just gives me one word, quadruple. And at the time, I was thinking attendance. So we were running between three and 4,000. So I thought, oh, 12 to 16,000. I'm like, that's a lot of people. I'm like, I don't know where we put them. Like that kind of thing. He's like, no, not that. Like a sense, like a check. And I Googled the word quadruple. And of course, it can mean four times. But it also means, if you Google it, consisting of four parts. Consisting of four parts. And I wrote that down in my prayer journal. Word of life will consist of four parts. And that was the beginning of this. I want you to get this in your spirit. That was the beginning of this. You remember what Peter said on the day of Pentecost? This is that. 
What you're seeing here is that which the prophet Joel got in his heart years ago and spoke out by the spirit. And there would be no this without that. And what a lot of people want is a whole lot of this, but this does not happen by accident. This is that. And if there's not that, there will never be this. Uh, And so that got in me, consisting of four parts, consisting of four parts, consisting of four parts, consisting of four parts. Then one day I'm praying in the spirit and I have a vision And in the vision, I see a sanctuary. And the Lord says, you're going to need a building in Madison. You've heard the story. Madison County, you're going to need a building there. Five minutes later, I call my brother-in-law. I'm like, bro, I was just in my backyard praying in the spirit. had a vision. He's like, well, I literally wasn't even trying to be spiritual. I was praying in the spirit, but really I was upset because my grass was dying. I I planted sod in June. I'm like, what was I thinking planting sod in June? Anyway, so I'm out there. I'm mad at myself watering my grass. Uh, praying in the spirit and I have a vision and I see a campus. I see a, a, and the Lord said, you're going to need a building in Madison. I called my brother-in-law. I'm like, I just had a vision. It's like, what'd you see? And I I told him, he's like, I just got a phone call from a realtor asking when we were going to do something in Madison. Exactly. Look at God. Long story short, Gave it to us. Gave it to us. Gave it to us. The day I'm announcing that to the staff, the day I'm announcing it to the staff, I'm, I'm, we're sitting there, it's right, right in the middle of COVID. We're going over this. We're going to do a staff breakfast. In walks another pastor, Pastor Donovan Thigpen. Come to find out, he wanted to come to see if he could film for his campus um, because of COVID was starting and they were going to have to film. As soon as I saw him, I, I knew we're supposed to take that work. We're supposed to, that day I knew it. It entered my heart. I knew it. But but, uh, faith does not manipulate people. Faith puts no pressure on people, which is why oftentimes we don't even do tithes and offering segments. Faith puts no pressure on people. It doesn't look at the pool. It looks at Jesus. It doesn't look at the system. It doesn't look at the system. It looks at the Lord. And so out of that, like, I knew it. I knew it. And about a year later, he came back and said, I think we're supposed to give you this church. And that's how Word of Life Fondren was born. We're driving down this road, me and Robert, just praying. I see this facility. It was like a veil was lifted. This facility was here forever. We had a facility down here for years. But on this particular day, it's like the veil was lifted. I could see it. And like on a wedding day when the veil is lifted and the the groom sees the bride and you just, you know, get warm fuzzies all over you, you know, that kind of thing. Same thing can happen spiritually. There's certain things that are veiled to you. They're waiting for you in the future. But then when you see it, it's like the veil is lifted and there's a joy there. There's a connection there. And it's a time. It's, It's time for it. And it just lifted. And I, I turned to, to Robert and, and we were, I'm like, I like that building. I think that's all I said was, I like that building. Because we had, I had sensed when we got this facility years ago, I'd look out the window. It was so fun. I'd like in the office back here, that desk that was over there. That's the same desk, isn't it? That was upstairs. Uh, no, not the same. Is it like the same desk? Yeah, I think it's the same desk. It's just a different one. So that desk is still in that one. It was, yes, it was before the same desk. 
So, but I could remember looking at that desk, looking out the window. Uh, we have another building down here, which was a whole nother miraculous story. How many of you, how many of you ought to know? How many of you know? In your life, when you look back at your past, you know what you ought to see? God. I love being able to look at my past and see God. Uh, and so out of that, I'd look out that, that window overlooking that field and I'm like, you know, we need a church down here. That's what we need. We need a church. And I'd look at all the different churches and I'm like, too big. It's like, you know, that old nursery rhyme of like, that's too big. That's too small. It's like, that's just right. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, and we look around at all these. I'm like, it's too big. It's too small. And it was like one day the veil was lifted. I'm like, that's just right. By the spirit, not by the flesh. So many people live by the flesh. Try to do everything by the hand of the flesh. Work harder. Work longer. Sweat. Living just like Adam did after the fall by the sweat of their brow. Any progress, if it's to be, it's up to me. I'll work harder. I'll think harder. I'll carry the care. And Jesus is like, don't you know you've been redeemed from Adam's curse? Through one man, Adam, sin reigned. But through one man, Jesus, he said, you shall reign as kings. And do you know when a king wants a ditch dug, he does not pick up a shovel? He gives a decree. Don't make me preach. He gives a decree. Jesus said, speak to the mountain. Speak to the mountain. Well, somebody says, I have. That's not all he said. Without doubting in your heart. This is what I'm trying to get at. When it gets in your heart and it gets in your mouth, it is only a matter of time before it comes into your life. But you got to work on getting it in your heart. That's the secret. You have to work on getting it in your heart. There's certain things, as soon as I saw this facility, mastery came into my heart over it. I walked in here and I saw these two, two stained glasses of Jesus and I knew we're supposed to be here. And as soon as it came, I knew in my spirit there was a mastery over it. We can do this. Faith is when there's no doubt in the heart. And James talks about this wavering. And you remember where Paul wrote to Timothy, he's like, fight the fight of faith. Fight the fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. What is that? It's um, uh, the war between what you see with your eyes and what you see with your heart. And when it's out of your measure of faith, this wins. When it's within your measure of faith, this wins. You don't care what you see with this. You don't care what you hear with this. And here, you hear the sound of an abundance of rain. And you know it's only a matter of time before God is pouring it out. So you better pack up your chariots and you better get to going. Even if you don't see anything but the cloud the size of a man's hand. Because you know what you hear in your heart. When it's in your measure of faith, you got it. You're not trying to get it. You're not fighting to make it happen. You know you got it. And we saw this with Sally. It's like the veil was lifted. Robert's praying one day in staff prayer, and the Lord tells him, call the, on that facility. He calls on the facility. Lady, uh, uh, answer the phone, uh, Divine Ministries. She answers the phone, picks it up. 
And she says, you know, hello. He's like, hey, I'm Robert Barry. I'm with Word of Life Church. And out of this, we were want to make an inquiry of your facility. She said, are you an angel? <laughs> and I joke about this every time I tell the story. But if there ever was an angel, it'd be Robert. Like, <laughs> She said, we, I've been praying and fasting for three days on what to do with this facility. Praying and fasting for three days on what to do with this facility. And she said, we got this facility 10 years ago. 10 years ago. She said, the Lord told us at the end of the 10th year, there would be a release. Next month is the end of the 10th year. Not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of the living God. So they gave it to us. They gave it to us. In less than five years, quadruple, consisting of four parts. Why? It came into my heart. Now, let me ask you something. I could could preach all day on this, tell you story after story after story. But let me ask you this. What is in here? In you, what is in you? Do you see your kids falling away? Do you see them struggling? Do you see the enemy having them? Are you afraid? What do you see on your job? What do you see in your economy? What do you see in your bank account? Do you see God making all grace abound towards you so that you always have all sufficiency in all things, like the Amplified said, requiring no aid or financial support? What do you see in you? What do you see in you? When God tried to get the seed of, of, of Abraham having a son, he could not see it. And so for 16 years, God could not give it. Not because God didn't want him to have it, but because Abraham could not see it. What is in here? The fight of your life, the fight of faith, is to get the right image of God in you. To get an image of victory, to get an image of God being enough, being your supply, being your breakthrough. And somebody says, well, what's the the, the key to getting it in you? Fellowship with the Lord. Fellowship with God in prayer. Get off your phone. Pray. The Spirit of God is waiting to show you mysteries and secrets. I didn't see any of this. Literally five years ago, did not even imagine that this world that I'm in now, if like literally today, church is happening for Word of Life in four different places. That did not even enter into my understanding that something like that could happen. But you spend enough time with God, He will enlarge your territory. But He can't fill the tent until you lengthen it and deepen the stakes. And this is a season where I feel like God is about to do exceedingly, abundantly, above anything we could ever ask or think. That we're sitting back and having day of Pentecost after day of Pentecost being like, this is that. This, what we're seeing right now is exactly what God was talking to me 30 days ago. Like God gave me a scripture for it. God gave me a promise for it. Here it is. Because as time comes closer to the end, God is expediating things. And things are happening quickly for those who will position themselves. But you got to get in alignment. You got to get in alignment. Sometimes our body gets out of alignment and it can't function right. 
And, but when you get under alignment and you get off your phone and you, you stop paying attention to all these things that get in your heart, if you're watching it, it's making you afraid. If you're watching it, it's making you fearful. If you're watching it, it's making you strife-filled. If you're watching it, it's making you angry. There's, deep, there's much contention for the deep of you. Stop giving the attention to those things in your heart. And realize like in God, there's victory. This is the victory that will overcome the whole world, even our faith. Get an image of Jesus being victorious. Years ago, years and years ago, I'll close with this. There was a healing evangelist by the name of John G. Lake. And he was famous for for just walking in the power of God. And out of that, he went to to Africa, started a mission work there. And um, many healings came through his ministry. So a lot of people were coming out to it. And out of that, he knew he wouldn't be there forever. So he's going to raise up disciples, you know, people who could like take this message of faith and healing and begin teaching it throughout Africa. And so he, he raised up this, this one guy who was like his, his trusted number two, like he just invested in him. And there was a mama who came running with an infant and, um, they asked her what happened and she was wearing the infant on, on one of those first 10 years of my ministry for my twenties and thirties. I went to Africa every year, like from North to South Africa, I've been all over it. Uh, so out of it, uh, like I've seen this many times, uh, they'll have these cloths that they'll wrap babies around, um, and like put it in tight to the, the body where they can work and things like that with the child with them. And one of those knots broke. And that baby fell out of that, 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 that wrap. And when it did, John G. Lake said, I grabbed the baby and I could tell it, it had its neck broke and there was no life in the child. And he said, as soon as I saw that, every bit of fear that came through that moment just gripped my soul. He said, I, I knew too much. That's what he said. I knew too much. But he said the guy that he had been trained saw that fear come across John G. Lake's face. Faith is of the heart. Nothing is impossible. Mountains will move if you do not doubt in your heart. The guy who was with him, he he said, he saw on my face the fear. And he said, hand me the baby. He said he took the baby and he went into a tent. He said five minutes later, he came out with that baby perfectly fine. Not just brought back from the dead. And he, he said that when he saw that, he said he fell on his knees and repented and said, Father, curse every bit of unbelief that is in me. Every bit of unbelief that is in me. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. What is faith? Faith is of the heart. And what you allow before your eyes and what you put in your ears has direct access to your heart. And the reason why we don't see more miracles is not because God doesn't want to give them. It's because we're giving everything but God our eyes and our ears. And we are letting these things feed our heart. And out of us is coming the fruit of what is in us. But if you get a new generation saying, you know what? We're a different generation. We're of Joshua and Caleb's generation. We're not going to believe the negative report. We're not going to listen to the evil report. God is well able. And I know there's giants. My oh my. And I know there's walled cities. But here's what I also know. God is with us. And if God is with us, who or what could ever be a 
against us. He's bigger than Jericho. He's bigger than any need in Jackson. He's not intimidated by any of this. With one word, he can create a mountain. With one word, he can create a sea. God can split seas, make water come from rocks. He's not intimidated and neither are we. We will not draw back. But we've got to feed our eyes and feed our ears the promises of God. We've got to get in prayer. We've got to become people of the Spirit. We've got to become people who dream of impossibilities, who see the invisible and do the impossible. Elisha's servant Gehazi was so stressed out over what he saw. He saw the armies all around him and said, this is impossible. And fear struck him because of what he was looking at. And he comes and he tells Elisha, and I love Elisha's response. He said, Lord, open his eyes. And that just seems like the worst prayer because it's like, that's what got him in trouble. It's his eyes were open. It seemed like if anybody needed to open their eyes, it was Elisha. No, Elisha, you open up your eyes. We're surrounded. But he wasn't talking about the eyes of the flesh. He was talking about the eyes of the heart. He said, let him stop looking at this and let him start looking at what God, what you see in his heart. And when he prayed that prayer, his eyes were open. He saw angels all around him that what was circling him was actually circled by God. And I don't know what has circled you today, but here's what I do know. It's not bigger than your God. It's not bigger than his promises. It's not bigger than his word. His word. And you may feel like you are completely encircled today by something, but what is circled you has been circled by God and what I pray today is that God opens your eyes and you see you've got a God who loves you a God who will fight for you and that's good news because God has never lost a battle let's see the invisible and let's do the impossible amen amen let's stand to our feet today let me pray over you father I thank you in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, I just pray the the prayer of Elisha right now, Father. Open our eyes. Holy Spirit, every promise that you have given to us in past services or in past lives that we need to be mindful of. Holy Spirit, would you bring those things to our remembrance? Or maybe even, Father, um, there's, there's new things that your Holy Spirit needs to show us. Would your Holy Spirit show us things to come? Would he show us the mountains in our lives that need to be removed? Maybe it's a debt, Father. Let us see it canceled. Let us see it in our heart. Let us see it canceled. That, Father, we will be a Romans 13, 8 person. That we owe no man nothing but to love him. In Jesus' name, that we would be the head and not the tell, the borrower or the lender and not the borrower. In Jesus' name. Maybe, Father, there's people in here that are struggling with an ailment or sickness or disease. Would you, would you make us see in Isaiah 53, verse 5, that by your stripes we are healed? Let us see ourselves well. Let us see ourselves dancing. Let us see ourselves running. Let us see ourselves jumping. Let us see ourselves functional and free. 
Father, I thank you. Let others see the, the, just the fruit of their womb. Let them see it, Lord. Let them dream of it, Lord. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that we will not doubt in our heart. And Father, if we do, we will feed our faith until the doubts in our hearts vanish. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Just repeat this prayer after me if you want to. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, open my eyes. Let me see all I need to see. Let everything that needs to enter my heart by your word and by your spirit come into my heart. I thank you, Father. Your spirit will help me neglect the things of fear, the things of strife, and the things that would contaminate my heart. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I will fellowship with my greatest dreams more often. I will fellowship with your promises more often. I will give myself more to the words that you have spoken over my life more often. And I thank you, Father, that as I do, your word, your promise, and your dream gets in the deep of me. And I thank you, Father, that I contend for it and I speak it out until I walk it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just lift our hands and thank the Lord today. Father, we love you so much. We love you so much. We love you so much. And Father, we thank you greater things than these will we see. We will see greater things than these. Everything we have seen, Father, up to this point, greater things than these will we see. Everything we've seen up to this point, greater things than these will we see. The biggest miracles are still in front of us. The greatest miracles are still in front of us. The biggest mountains moving are still in front of us. The greatest stories of provision, the greatest stories of healing are still in front of us. Greater things than these will we see in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, let's just give him thanks today for greater things. You're a God of greater things. You're a father of greater things. Oh, Father, we thank you. We're going from glory to glory. We're going from faith to faith. In Jesus' name. Greater things. Greater things. There is more for you. There is more for us. Greater things in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen, 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 amen. Let's just sing today and let's praise and worship the Lord.